Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today is a very amazing story. And actually, I know it's true because my wife told it to me. And here's the story. A couple of years ago, a very special woman, um, unfortunately passed away here in our city of Cincinnati. Her name was Rebetzin Sterna Kalmanson. And she was the wife of the head shliach um, of this area of Ohio, um, southwestern Ohio, named Rabbi Sholem Bear Kalmanson. She was a very special woman. Everybody loved her. Um, she accomplished a tremendous amount brought many, many, many people close to Torah mitzvahs. Unfortunately, she was sick and she passed away. Now, for many years, every Shabbos, she would have a uh, class at her home for women. And the way the class worked was that um, each week, a different one of the women who attended would teach the class. And there was all kinds of Jewish women that came, and many, many Jewish women became close to Torah mitzvahs through this class. When she passed away, for a while, the women continued to meet at the home um, to make the class, but that sort of petered out, especially with COVID. Um, And for a year or two, the class didn't really meet. But when COVID was over, my wife and some of the other women decided we really have to make this class. And how did that actually happen? Well, it was Rosh Hashanah and my wife was sitting in the living room just thinking about Mrs. Kalmanson and all of a sudden she got this very strong feeling that we just have to make this class. She got a feeling, she sort of felt as if Mrs. Tomlinson was maybe, I don't know if you could say in the room exactly, but she had a feeling of of closeness with Mrs. Tomlinson and that she just had to make this class. Not that Mrs. Tomlinson spoke to her in a dream or a vision, but she just had a feeling of Mrs. Tomlinson's presence and she just felt we have to start the class up again. So after Rosh Hashanah, she called her friend. Let's say her friend's name is Devorah. And she said, Devorah, I just had this amazing thing happen to me on Rosh Hashanah. That was that I was sitting in my house in Rosh Hashanah, I suddenly felt sort of a closeness of Sterna, Sterna Kalmanson, Rebetzin Sterna Kalmanson. And I just felt we have to make this class. And her, my wife's friend, Devorah, said, wow, that's amazing. I had the exact same experience on Rosh Hashanah, first day of Rosh Hashanah. I was sitting in my house. And I also had this feeling Sterna was very close or present. And I had this feeling that I just had, we have to make this class. 
And of course, <laughs> with two people having the same experience at the same time, or at least on the same day, um, of course, they did restart the class. And now, Baruch Hashem, for the last year or more, it's been a very beautiful class. Um, it's a little bit different than before. There's not a different person every week giving the class. Uh, one person pretty much gives the class, but it's well prepared. And there's always a handful of women that come and they all seem to enjoy it very much. They keep coming back. It's a nice group and they're inspired. And, um, you know, may the class get stronger and stronger. But of course, our main wish is that Mashiach should come and Tachias Mason should happen and people who have passed away should again be with us. But since we're talking about such things, I don't think you could call it Ruch HaKadosh exactly, but some type of intervention by Hashem, obviously. So the question comes up, does Mashiach have to do miracles? Is that one of the things which Mashiach has to do? Does he have to perform miracles? And so the Rambam speaks about this very clearly in the halachas at the end of Mishnah Torah about Mashiach. And he says, no, Mashiach does not have to do miracles to prove that he's Mashiach. We have dis- discussed before what he had to do to prove that he's Mashiach. He has to be from Beis David, descended from Mel- David and Melech. He has to agree- be a great, great Tamil Chacham. He has to have a very, very deep and broad knowledge of Torah. He has to work to repair the Jewish nation to bring Jewish people close to Torah mitzvahs. He has to fight the wars of Hashem, which may not be physical wars. It may be wars such as the war to educate Jewish people. And finally, he has to build a base of Mikdash and gather the Jewish people to Eretz Yisrael. But nowhere does it say that he must perform miracles to prove that he's Mashiach. Now, it's true that Miracles will eventually happen in the days of the Geula. And the biggest miracle, of course, is, as we mentioned just now, that the dead will come back alive. That is that death will be wiped out from the Jewish people. That is a huge miracle. But Mashiach does not have to, does not have to perform that miracle or any other miracle to prove that he's Mashiach. He just has to do the above-mentioned things. And so, certainly there's a lesson here from making Torah classes on Shabbos. Um, it's definitely a very important idea to gather Jewish people together on Shabbos for learning. And many, many communities do have many classes and wonderful classes. But wherever we can, especially in a year of Hakel, a year which corresponds to the year that the king would gather the Jewish people together at Sukkot's time um, in order to inspire them all by reading from the Sefer Torah. This year especially, we should be trying to make more and more classes, classes on Shabbos, classes during the week, and learning all parts of the Torah, including learning about Mashiach and redemption. And this will certainly hasten the coming of Mashiach. May it happen immediately, especially through our work, of learning extra Torah, doing extra mitzvahs, 
and trying to make new classes that were there before or a continuation of classes that were there before and to bring more and more people in to Torah mitzvahs um, and this way quicken the coming of Mashiach. May it happen immediately. Thank you very much for joining Jewish Stories and more.